Welcome back to our show, and that's what you missed on Glee. A Glee rewatch podcast, where in myself, the first time Glee watcher, watches for the first time alongside a, another Glee watcher, but in this case, a Glee who watches all the time. That would be you. Oh, right. That's me, Dalton, um, the Gleek who watches this all the time. I was kind of surprised that Zach didn't yell hashtag Outlamog because that's his like go to for the um, branding, if you will. That's my go to with any branding. If, if you don't know what to call something, well, then just make an acronym and then and call yell the again. acronym as many times as you can. I walk down the street sometimes and when people make awkward eye contact with me, instead of saying hi, I just retort Outlamog. Outlamog. <laughs> And I walk the other direction and they have no context and don't know that I'm a podcaster and can't just tell by the dulcet sounds of my voice that I might just be, but who cares? Because that's, that's what I think that's the same thing as like a viral. Is that how you go viral by yelling at people? I was thinking like viral as in like COVID. (laughs) I was like, uh, no, Uh, no, that would be coughing or spitting into somebody else's mouth with, you know, I mean, there you go. Um, (laughs) So this, uh, what was this? This is the roads not taken an April road story. And funny enough, we don't have a pitch correction because while editing the podcast, everything that I did wrong, I just cut. (laughs) So it just didn't make it. So it didn't, you know, we have nothing to correct because, um, once again, we are a future award-winning podcast. I'm going to find someone to make us a, a promo or something that says future award winner. Like, I don't know what award, <laughs> but we'll win it. No, neither. Um, a streamy, I think, is all podcast might Right, make. a streamy. Um, we will uh, beat out whatever those two guys from that one TV show about doctors. Um, we will beat them out for this. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, so there's no pitch corrections. We've got the title. I guess we could uh, I cut think it's, to a summary. Yeah, time for the episode to start. Uh, in the fifth episode, Mr. Shu finds out the key to vocal adrenaline's successes and recruits someone from his past to even the odds. Finn continues to put the moves on Rachel despite other more selfish intentions and Puck rocks the Glee club with its first scandal. And that's what you missed on Glee. How do you always forget? your I mean, one line I can move it together. Week, there's it's one easy. thing. It's in your contract. It is in your Well, what's also my contract is to edit these podcasts, and apparently I'm not doing that great at that either. This episode, does it it kick off with Journey yet again? No, this episode, the best part of it is that it's the first episode with a recap. Okay, yeah. That's, okay, good. Because I was about to text you earlier that this was the first time that I actually watched the recap, and I thought I was just skipping it all this time. By no, this accident. is this has got to be the first time that there is a recap because neither of us are watching it like continuously when Netflix like will automatically remove the recap for you. We're watching it like once a week because we're filming this podcast, right. so it literally is the first one with a recap and the first time that we get to kind of get the title of our show, which is and that's what you missed on Glee. Right. And when I heard it, I realized that the person who says, you know, at Wamog doesn't have to say it in the gayest voice possible. The person who said it this time was like, and that's yeah, he doesn't Glee. care. You know, <laughs> he's like, like Duh. he's like, you fucking you knew this was Glee. <laughs> right. Someone put some money in his pocket. He's like, you fucking queers. Here you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> otherwise, yes, I think it's like that happens. And I'm like, cool. Like, there, you know, now, now all of our fabulous listeners will get it um but again i ask did this episode start again with goddamn journey like are we trying to hit some other demographic that i you know that actually cares about journey because it's well it's the same journey song they're still doing don't stop believing move on kids it's the same journey song because will loves journey obviously because they're doing it but also don't stop believing was the first song we ever heard them do they're just doing it now that they have a full glee club in preparation for their invitational. But, you know, the biggest difference now is that Quinn took Rachel's part. Right. And as Quinn is singing, she immediately gets these uh, morning sickness vibes. And as Finn is not singing, but more so auto-tuning. Do you really think um, it's auto-tuned? Because Callie texted me and she was like, why is he auto-tuned in this episode? And I'm like, he's not auto-tuned. One million percent. 
he is, oh God, he's barely auto-tuned here, but he is extra auto-tuned at the end. And it's like to a disturbing I don't think degree. I ever noticed That's it. That's how bad he is at singing. It's so bad. I hate it. Because I haven't rewatched it, so it to be sure uh, that Callie, it was not it. <laughs> Callie, who uh, co-hosted on uh, episode three, sounds like she's still yeah, watching Yeah, she the actually show. told me she's going to watch it like a real person watching it with us and watch it the week the episode's supposed to come out. And then watch the episode. Wow. We like Callie. Shout, Shout out to out Callie. To like um, friend of the show. Actual friend of, friend the, pod. of the show. Um, so, yeah, it really, it's not good. And then it immediately stops. And that's when we get some commentary in the room, such as them calling, <laughs> such as Kurt saying, are we going to talk about the elephant <laughs> and, in the room? And they're like, yes. your sexuality. <laughs> I wrote that down. I'm pretty sure it was Santana who said it too. They're like, can we talk about the elephant in the room? Your yeah. sexuality? <laughs> and then we find out that they are preparing for an invitational, which um, is pretty much just a concert, right? Like in my head, an invitational, their version of it is just a concert for your school and just not a competition, right? Like when I was in chorus, we had yeah. two Two concerts, three concerts, I think, depending on the year. But we also had like four or five competitions each year, which just it all just depended on what you were working towards. Yeah, I think it's a way to kind of a like, you know, put on a show like and kind of feel the live performance. And also just to kind of it's almost like a like a like a live dress rehearsal of sorts for when it's going to be actually uh, graded um, at a competition. Level. Right. And then, you know, Finn goes up to. Mr. Shu and says, Hey, Mr. Shu, I don't think all this dancing is good for the baby, which honestly, it doesn't matter. Like, he's stupid. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm like a huge Soul Cycle fanatic, and I, you know, Zach knows this, and now all of you know this, but like, you'll literally be in Soul Cycle and see these like eight month pregnant women. Like, they're like about to pop a child and they're going ham at Soul Cycle. So I think a little, a little moving around at, you know, Quinn being eight weeks pregnant. She's going to be fine. And I like how his default is to always be like, well, we can give some of those lines to <laughs> Tina. <laughs> like Tina will actually never star, but she will always be the backup, you know, just in case person. Well, I guess I could throw her a bone. Right. And, you know, and then Mr. Shu does ask the right question, which is like, when the fuck are you going to tell your mom? Right. Like <laughs> you're having a child. When are you telling your mom? <laughs> and he's like, ah, she's got enough on her plate right now. I'm thin and I'm a bad singer and I make that. She decisions. has to go find a new jean jacket to wear. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> then we, and this is also to note the, the first duet of the episode, Quinn and Finn singing together. And you may not have recognized it because I started putting on my notes, the characters who are kind of singing, singing the leads on each one. And literally every song, this episode aside from one has a duet. Interesting. I didn't realize that, but now I know it. Now I, I see it for sure. Um, and then we go to the diner, which is, you know, a lovely time with Terry and Will. And um, grasshopper, grasshopper pie. pie. And I think it's a Terry I'm says, pretty sure is like mint chocolate pie. It's like mint Oreo pie. It's so true? good. It's so good. It is so good. You've never had like a mint Oreo nice. milkshake. I've never been a poor. That's not a poor thing. <laughs> I don't want to catch poor. <laughs> I don't want to pour in my drink. I know there is. Know. This uh, is like not really a spoiler, but um, whenever Sue says poor, she says poor. <laughs> How perfect. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, but I love that, you know, Will's telling Terry about all of, Quinn's problems that she's having morning sickness and all this stuff. And Terry's like, well, that's good. At least the baby's not a mongoloid. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's finally suspicious. Finally. Finally. After however long, five episodes. Why don't you? And she's like, well, you should look at my, you should ask Howard bamboo. We find out Howard's last name is bamboo. I don't know if this is like lazy writing or if she's just racist and doesn't know his last name, but (laughs) <laughs> she goes you should ask howard bamboo about my know. linda blair impression <laughs> i didn't even recognize that i watched this episode twice because the first time i didn't take proper notes because i was watching it on my phone and that's how i take my notes so therefore i had to watch it a second time and didn't even notice that 
So therefore, I must be also racist? Question <laughs> mark. Well, did you also notice how much pie she ate? Like, it wasn't like one slice of grasshopper <laughs> pie or two slices of grasshopper pie. This bitch is not pregnant and must have had at least six right. slices of grasshopper pie. I love how the, the literally she asked for an extra piece of pie and the kid's like, the kid, I say that lightly, the kid is like, Oh, are you going for the record? <laughs> I'm with child. <laughs> like it's given her the excuse, like maybe she'll just eat as much as possible and hope to actually gain the weight. Yeah. And therefore people will believe her. Well, and then also we find out that this kid, their server went to McKinley high five years ago and now goes to Carmel and he's 24 years old because they keep failing him so he can stay in focal adrenaline. And I'm like, what kind of bullshit? <laughs> backwards midwestern thing is that and i love that he says as i don't think they say it the first time they just i think they just did they just say carmel the first time he says it is carmel right sure it's carmel if you say carmel um it's carmel if you say well in glee it's carmel high maybe in real life in indiana it is carmel it's it's i can confirm however my and i never had heard carmel until my high school uh, like senior year high school to so 2010 teacher would say Carmel versus Carmel. And it was like a joke to make fun of Carmel, Carmelites is what they're called. Carmelites. Um, Ew. Carmel. And so now I almost wonder, was Mrs. Phillips secretly a glee, a, a gleek? And that's how she knew the word. Carmel. I mean, the show was out for like a year that way. <laughs> it was, Oh my God. Who knew Mrs. Phillips, Mrs. Phillips, you dog. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing. Then we find out that this kind of gives Will a little bit of an idea. You know, he says, oh, this 24 year old still in show choir. I got an idea. We don't know what it is, but it's something. (laughs) All right. Uh, Will also has another idea, which is to clue Emma in on Finn's secret, (laughs) whatever, personal life, such that Emma then has to, uh, Emma, what's her last name? Pillsbury. Pillsbury. Emma Pillsbury now gets to guidance counsel. Um, Mr. Finn in terms of this uh, pregnancy. <laughs> right. And I don't know if you noticed, but we've talked about this before, but her pamphlets are my favorite part about her character. And the one that's behind yes. her the entire time is Radon, the silent killer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like, also, who are you giving that pamphlet to? Who is like, Radon's killing me. Like, I'm right. coming to your office. Actually, that'd be you. you. You would go to a school counselor and be like, I'm freaking out. Radon's killing me. And the school counselor will be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What is Radon? <laughs> um, this, I Prove no me wrong. To the doctor <laughs> for the fourth time today in one and a half months. Um, I, yes, sure. Now, Emma also gets an idea here, and she tells Finn about um, scholarships and how that if he can get a music scholarship, which is far more likely than to get a sports scholarship, he will be able to kind of do exactly what he wants verbatim and leave the town and, you know, get away from this idea of having to be stuck with this wife and baby and all these things that he probably does not want. And he's like, do you think we can do this without Rachel? And she's like, that's a big long shot. (laughs) Right. Which I love how it immediately switches to her talking to Mr. Shu. And he's like, do you think we can do this without Rachel? (laughs) She's like, that's a big long shot again. (laughs) And I think it's so funny that like to Finn, she's still trying to pretend she doesn't know about Quinn. She's like, no, like, I don't know anything. I'm just trying to help you. No one told me. Um, And then she tells Will, you should probably try to get Rachel back. (laughs) Like, yeah, you should try to get her back and to Finn. Like, Y'all have one job, and it's to get this white bitch back into your glee club. Um, next is when we go to Jacob and Israel's interview of Rachel Berry for her starring in Cabaret. And Perfect. I should probably look at the outline versus just my notes, but I think I have pretty good notes. Yeah, maybe um, you should. But um, <laughs> and she goes. Um, he was like, what do you think about being like the star of cabaret at just 16 years old? And she was like, well, my 16 years on the stage, this is an honor I've earned. And I'm like, so did you come out of utero and go straight onto the stage? Was that, was that how it worked for you? She thinks she is the hottest shit around. (laughs) And then Jacob is crazy. And then Jacob asked for some quid pro quo, you know? Oh boy. We got, we got straight full on MAGA Trump presidency (laughs) happening in this high school. 
quid pro quo. There was no quid pro quo. In this case, he sure wants it. <laughs> but he says, why don't you uh, show me that over the shoulder boulder holder? <laughs> he says, and then later he goes, let those sweater puppies out of their cashmere cage. <laughs> I'm like, oh what the God. fuck? <laughs> uh, and have you ever heard the term puppies before in regards to, uh, you know, chesticles? The titties? <laughs> yeah. That is uh, that is totally a thing I have heard before, and I don't know how that makes any sense whatsoever, but puppies. Well, and then, you know, Rachel does the good thing, and she's like, this interview's over. I don't need you. Like, I'm a strong, independent woman. And then Sandy comes in. He goes, I'm ready for my interview. And Jacob's like, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> right. He's like, everyone show skin at some point and sandy's like i'm not against that let's do equus <laughs> right and do you know what you know what equus is right yeah the uh broadway play with the uh, naked daniel radcliffe naked na- <laughs> naked i said naked daniel radcliffe, naked radcliffe. <laughs> and naked harry potter <laughs> and a horse like that's it's just so weird it is like by right. far i think it'd be right next to the childhood production of hair <laughs> that I recall that coming out and everybody being like wanting to see, you know, Harry Potter's uh schlong. I mean, it was everywhere on Tumblr. You just searched his name and it was like, bam, penis. Yeah. Which is, I guess, like the perfect role to do after you do eight child or kids movies. Those aren't really it's kids movies, with but nudity. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're PG-13 age coming like one of them coming of age movies um actually all of them but one is pg-13 what number number two is pg-13 yeah that shit's scary with the snake it is not no freaking way is that pg-13 i think they're pg-13 from five and on but so sorceress oh sorceress stone is pg chamber of secrets is pg prisoner of Azkaban is pg you're welcome goblin of fire is pg-13 order of the phoenix is is pg-13 that other one is PG and then PG 13, PG 13. So they're half and half. They're a lovely half, half situation. It me. Yikes. November 98, November, 2001, 2001, (laughs) November 98. Like I said, (laughs) make me sound smart. (laughs) Oh, and the last one, it's literally like, (laughs) cause you just forgot what happened in the last episode (laughs) for like the solid last half of us talking. And there's literally times where you're like, so yeah, we, um, well, you tasked me with too much. You said, you know what? You're going to do some of this outline today, so I don't sound like the host. So this time, I'm trying to do a better job at using my notes to make a segue so that it sounds like I'm doing outline. But in reality, you're still going to keep me on track because I'm not good at bouncing back and forth to look at that. I learned last time, and I apologize to all listeners of episode four. So after Jacob leaves the room and Equus. with Sandy, after Equus, um, Finn walks in and he notices that Rachel's checking herself out. <laughs> Yes. And uh, he's like, yo, girl, what you up to? And he keeps like leaning in and getting close to her. And I'm like, this is the straight version, straight version of like queer baiting. Like he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kiss you. I really like you. And then he's like, just kidding. I'm straight. <laughs> right. <laughs> he it's it's probably the only time Finn to me was actually a good actor because or whoever plays Finn, what's his name in real life or what was his name in real life? Corey Monteith. Corey Monteith. First time that Corey, and at this point, I'm just going to tell you from this point forward, you know, hate me or not. If you like Finn, don't like Finn. I don't care. Um, I will either speak ill of the dead or, you know, I will speak truths about these characters and these actors because that's the point of the show. Uh, well, he also wasn't a good actor. Like, it t- like th- this was his like w- one and only thing he really ever did. So it wasn't like he had a lot of experience. <laughs> then don't hire him. He at this point, this is probably the only time so far that I've seen him be somewhat of a decent actor. Um, and it is very clear that he is kind of making some moves. He's kind of being flirtatious overtly. And then you kind of see on his face that look of like dread because he's like, he's into it, but he's into it for the wrong reasons. And I don't think we mm-hmm. yet know. We kind of do because we know he's trying to get her back for the Glee Club but it's not entirely certain like if that's going to come out or if that's going to matter or if it's just going to be something that only he knows and it's happening and it's a little hard to watch because it's a little forced for sure. And then we get to go to Will's office after the interview. And this is when Will does a little bit of digging. Um, 
Yes. Will has requested some information. And Emma is like, I don't know if I can give you this. And he's like, I don't think anybody cares. And so he gets to learn that April Rhodes, his former, uh, you know, really not even really love interest, but girl that he was interested in, loved to be with, because um, she was a senior and he was a freshman, had not graduated, and therefore he can pull a fast one and pull a six-year senior, <laughs> just like Vocal Adrenalines did. Well, and then there's two things that Emma does. Emma, one, is like, oh, you had feelings for someone other than your wife, which is like immediately to her. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm on my way in. Right. <laughs> Even though she's still dating Ken Tanaka. Um, but then she goes on this like long tangent about why it's not good to like pick up an old flame and like why that's so bad because she was in love with this guy named Andy and they were having this flame. And then all of a sudden the next day Versace was dead. Oh my God. And I'm really trying hard to find out how those two things have anything to do with each other. (laughs) How does her having this flame equal the death of Donatella Versace? Not Donatella. She's the one still alive. Who died? Giovanni Versace. Um, whatever Ryan Murphy's most recent miniseries was. Um, yeah, I I think that is somewhat related to her OCD, in that she is drawing connections to events that are happening. Because similar to you, yes, <laughs> yes, she's drawing cause from effect. You know all that stuff just because um, of how, <laughs> just because of her mental illness, as Sue would say. Um, and then thank you Alma yeah to allegedly April's house I'm glad you said allegedly because I wrote down April's house question mark yeah and it's like it's nice it's like uh you know it's like a it's a it's a Kardashian you know villa where there is like four cars that could fit in the driveway it's cute yeah and in Ohio, probably costs like three hundred, four hundred thousand. I mean, it's a four. <laughs> it's a family of ten. You know, no problem. And but I, I also love. I don't know if you wrote this down, but when uh, Kristen Chenoweth answers the door, I just wrote down "sexy as fuck." She looks <laughs> good. I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> I get why Will had a crush on her because she is hot. I think I said last episode that that she always plays like the weirdest, like most out there characters on TV. Like I remember her like starring in the, 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 the not hit TV show that I could have told you would be a failure. And it instantly was uh, good Christian bitches on ABC, <laughs> which was eventually rebranded GCB because good I Christian actually remember that couldn't fly. So GCB is what it became. And I think it lasted all of a season, um, but she always just has like the most outrageous, like, and she plays these characters. Well, like she Well, last time it. you said that she plays the most annoying characters you've ever seen. Oh. Well, outrageous, annoying, uh, same thing. Potato, potato. Well, I was thinking know. I loved her character in RV, the Robin Williams movie. Yes. Where she's like kind of flirting with Cheryl Hines. She's like, she's got the tambourine. She's like tapping her tits. Yeah. <laughs> she's like going all in. Um, But she answers the door and her first question to Will is, did I sleep with you? <laughs> and I love his response. He says, I was a freshman. You were a senior. And I love her response more. Yeah. Which is, did I did, sleep with yeah, you? Yeah. Did I sleep with you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, at a girl. And then right off the bat, you can kind of tell she's a little drunk. Oh, yeah. Just as <laughs> but, much. But she's like, I just cracked open a fresh oh, box of wine. Oh, my God. I, 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 I saw that scene. And I closed my eyes and I replayed it and Dalton Meyer was standing in front of me <laughs> asking for a country pour of a cracked open box of wine that he strategically bought and left in my fridge so that when he would come over, he would get his country pour. Kristen Chenoweth is Dalton Meyer. If you are wondering what a country pour is for all of you listeners, <laughs> it is a whatever glass size you have, you just fill that glass to the brim <laughs> like it doesn't matter ounces it can be one of those bottles those glasses that holds two bottles of wine it doesn't matter to the brim that is a country pour and if i threw you off at all by saying dalton meyer because again you're new to the show you know it's only been a few episodes that is actually the co-host's last name <laughs> but i felt the and if you didn't put both names on there because you got to say kristen channel with you cannot not say both her first and last name Right. Just like how you can't say Dalton. You have to say Dalton James Meyer. You have to say the full name. There you go. 
um, and you should you should also be subscribed to this podcast because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah shameless plug uh and then i also you know i she actually goes, half expected you to have a box of wine for this episode <laughs> for the occasion I am, I would, I am still recovering from my death illness, so I'm going to still not drink alcohol, but normally I would have a, a lovely box of wine with me. How big of you? Um, but I do also love that she looks at him, she goes, I'm going to slip into something a little more comfortable, <laughs> <laughs> like full on, like fake French. Like. Yes. Um, and that's when the realtor walks in. Yeah, that's when the, the, the cat's out of the bag. Because so-and-so from Oak Whatever Realty <laughs> is like, hey, this squatter is back on the premises. Um, and she's like, I'm just going to go get my box of wine and my, and I'll be right out of here. Right. And I and I've realized that box of wine was Franzia. I am better than that. Uh, okay. <laughs> the box of wines that you would get me cost, you know, $10 more than that. Sure. She buys hers at a Walmart. You buy yours at a Costco. Like, I mean. Or a Knob Hill. There you go. At a Knob Hill. Um <laughs> And uh, so they, um, you know, kind of make their exit and are just to the curb, just to the curb (laughs) and are going through kind of he's like, what happened to you? Like you were going places. You were like, you know, you you could sing like you had the voice of an angel and she details her past, (laughs) which is she hitchhiked her way to the Broadway, Broadway and and didn't make it out of Ohio. <laughs> yeah. We made it to Ralph's bait shop and waffle house. <laughs> what? <laughs> and she then tells us that she like slides it in at the very end, but she had a set of mixed race twins. Those were the, which days. I, which I never remembered her saying, but I wrote down to next to it. Like don't day a star. Like where are these children? <laughs> where is this set of mixed race twins Who adoption? Knows? Like what happened? Because, you know, Terry would love those mixed race oh, twins. for sure. Any baby she can get her hands on, she wants. Did you notice what Will said right then, though, which was, uh, we're going to get you some underwear? Yes, we'll get you sobered <laughs> up and find you some underwear. Like, he basically tells her that the only reason he joined the Glee Club was because of her and that she needed a second chance. And he was going to give it to her by enrolling her in his Spanish class. And then we immediately go to the first choir practice with April Rose. Yes. And he introduces them all. And they're like, wait, old people can join Glee Club now? (laughs) Word for word what they said. And her response is, this is the world's worst Benetton ad. What is a Benetton? I was sitting there and I was like, I don't know what Benetton. Maybe I bet you it's like an antidepressant. Uh, (laughs) Let's take a look. The Benetton group. Oh, Oh, they're a fashion company. Oh. It's a global fashion brand with 5,000 stores. It must not Weird. be in the U.S. Um, also, speaking of speaking of the fashion, what is Tina wearing in this episode? She's got like this goth hoodie on. She's so goth chic. She is over here like, I bought Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Move over, Benetton. There's a new Hot Topic around. <laughs> Um, and then they say, you know, Rachel left them. She was their star. She left them for Cabaret. Yeah. And April's like, Cabaret. Hey. <laughs> and then she turns. Now, what did you tell me the piano man's man? Piano man's Brad. name was? Brad. Do you know his last name? Brad the piano guy. Brad the piano guy. Sure. I Let me. She calls him Tinkles. She says, hey, Tinkles, as if it's always been this guy as the piano man for years and years and years. And his last name might just be Tinkles. Ooh, Brad Ellis. Ah, all right. Well, we Wait, is that his real name? Are you sure his name on the show is that? Yeah, because they call him Brad. Uh, well, so she calls him Tinkles and tells Tinkles to play uh, maybe this time from Cabaret, and it becomes our second duet of the show. Out of nowhere, Rachel's singing along right next to April. And I don't know if you've, like, I wrote this down, though, in all caps and, like, 10 exclamation points, which was just Kristen Chenoweth. Like, yeah. n- no offense, Rachel Berry, no offense, Leah Michelle, but Kristen sang her, like, under the, like, yeah. Rachel did not need to be in that song. No. <laughs> Kristen could have done the whole thing by herself. Beyond your depth. Um, and but unless she, like, and not to get ahead, but, like, she does that over and over again where she's just so good no matter what she sings and i just love that she's that i can tell she's actually singing 
and it's not yeah. it's not Finn Auto Tune. Maybe that's why the Finn Auto Tune stuck out so much because of how good she is and how not good he always is. And I don't know, she's just like blow away every time. And she like I think that like I don't think she's that way, you know, IRL. But immediately afterwards, I think she finally gets the chance to like kind of be like, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> like, right. I am the best. You are the worst. Bow down to me. The end, you know? And you get to see Kurt tears up a little bit because it's so good. But yeah. like when I told you that this episode is one of my favorite ones, it's because of this scene. Like she is so amazing in this scene that I think there's two things. There's three things you and I are going to do right now. Oh dear God. <laughs> On the air. The first one is we're going to watch Liza Minnelli sing it. The <laughs> original, because it's a different vibe, but it's very dramatic. So I just sent it to you. Maybe this time I'll be lucky. Maybe this time he'll stay. Obviously, those three girls were just, just the, the wrong, wrong three girls. <laughs> Maybe this time, for the first time, love won't I, I earlier said that um, I said from Cabaret. Now, is this, I don't know anything about Liza Minnelli, nor do I know much about Cabaret. Is this her song or is this her song because she wrote Cabaret? Like where's, what, what is her connection to that? She just performed in Cabaret. Like this was her, like maybe this time is from Cabaret. Um, This, yeah, it's very like, I mean, it's very 60s, you know, it's very like understated and this is my right. role and like this is the character, like very just like, brr, 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 you know, but like I love that like she, Kristen puts like a, Kristen Chenoweth uh, puts a, I don't know, puts some umph into it. Right. I think the difference is, is that this is like her singing in a, um, like Liza Minnelli is singing in a, very theatrical version, right? She's a character who's a, you know, kind of a whore who nobody loves and she wants to feel loved. And so she has all these strong, this like drama where Kristen Chenoweth is just like, here you go, put that in your pipe and smoke it. But I just need us to listen to the last 20 seconds of Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> That's like goosebumps, otherworldly, like, yeah, for sure. Not a real person. One day, whenever we get you a, uh, a soundboard over there, I'm just going to have that last note she hits on the soundboard. Perfect. So whenever anyone does really anything good, you just hear her go. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Sorry. I don't think I'm okay. I think I might've just jizzed. <laughs> wow. Uh, think of the mailman. Think of the mailman. Think of the mailman. Okay. April Rhodes finishes her song, says, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yes. Kurt is shedding a tear. Yes. And you know what also makes people shed tears? Breaks. now we're back <laughs> hola <laughs> bienvenido back welcome back oh god <laughs> bienvenido we are back to spanish class of course because that's where we go next and will is like is it poor or is it para you know and i just it's like the most snobby like 
ridiculous nitpicky things that like, it's one of those things that you do in high school and you do in college and you think you've just nailed it. And then you talk to somebody who spoke Spanish their entire life and they're like, nobody fucking cares. Like, right. Here's what you say and just fucking do it and move your life on. And you're like, great. I'm glad I got a B plus for that. And, um, Rachel, Rachel, <laughs> April gets the question wrong and she goes, well, I guess I will just pour myself another crantini. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's like, ha ha ha. It's just hot chocolate. But she goes up to Will and Will's like, you're not doing good in this class, girl. You're drunk. Get your shit together. And she was like, sorry, the old noodle's not what it used to be. I huffed a lot of upholstery cleaner back in the 90s. This is where he practically tells her that, like, she's kind of a role model, I guess, in terms of, like, if she's going to be here, like, she's going to, yeah, she's going to kind of garner the attention. She's going to need to kind of get people to, like, respect, I guess is the word, um, respect her and, like, you know, want her to be part of their team. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see, I mean, we do get to see kind of like a whole win over sequence, right? Like her yes. trying to win over everyone in the Glee Club. Which I will note is the first, it might be the second song that's played out of, you know, that's not like a performance of the episode, mm. but any, but this is like a song, this is the episode where I think they finally start using um, music, like, like, like a soundtrack kind of to go from place to place or to play during a scene or, you know, whatever. And uh, I think it's an excellent usage of hollow notes. Yeah, for sure. And I do like that the first thing is she's trying to get Kurt on her side, even though, you know, he was already obsessed with her singing. So it probably can't wasn't too hard. But he gives she gives him alcohol to get him drunk and she gives him porn. So, yeah, I um, mean, what, what more could could a young gay want? Right. <laughs> I mean, all gays like is I was going to quote another Ryan Murphy, which was. All gays do is munch butts and celebrate Halloween, but that has nothing to do with this. Uh, all, all gays go to muscle mags. Is that muscle the, mags and drink crantinis? Yeah, is that the equivalent of all dogs go to heaven? And then she helps Tina and Mercedes with you know getting winning them over. And it's like at first I was like, what are they doing? And I don't think they knew what they were doing. And then she was like you can sneak anything out ever. And like suddenly they're shoplifters cause they're really dressed well. And they're like, Oh, she can stay. She's right. Great. And also she's like, I once snuck a birthday cake out of a um, children's birthday party <laughs> with the candle still lit. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and then on top of that, of course, of course, someone gets lucky. Someone, Puck several someone's. Oh, that's true. It could have been several. I just kind of, ex- I didn't even think of that. I just assumed that it was just Puck. Um, well, they showed Puck come out yes. and then uh, Matt come out and then Mike Chang come out. So ultimate orgy, I guess. And hey, last episode, we were saying that there was no shower scenes. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I think they really made good on their shower budget. They got a slushy <laughs> budget. Now they got a shower budget. It looks like, you know, the cheerleaders weren't a big deal to her because she didn't try to win them over. But she's got, you know, she got three football boys, Tina and Mercedes and Kurt. That's like half the Glee Club. Yeah, she's She's walking down the hallway arm in arm with them. I think she's good. I think she's probably got it made. She's got she's got her. (laughs) I I shudder to say it. But in her words, you know, these high school boys, she's got high school dick whenever she wants. Like she's right. I guess she's good. You can tell that Will is like all happy about it. He sees them walking down the hallway and he is like, oh, she's doing so well here. Like. Come on. If you were a real teacher and you saw a 16 year old student walking with a 30 something, you'd be concerned. So then we go to Rachel, who is kind of doing her. I didn't even write this down. I don't think as her as a performance, um, because I, I guess, totally forgot that she was singing. Um, she's singing whatever she's she's practicing. They don't even let us hear what she's singing. It's just you hear oh, Sandy yes. over her singing going, you, you suck. suck. <laughs> Which I think I know that he's like just doing it to like, I, I almost like keep like, like molding her, like just to keep her attention, to keep her like on his side away from the Glee Club. Like, and also like his power struggle which is right. you know, to be at the school and be in charge of something and whatever. Well, he also wants to be the star of everything. True. And I think that, yes, but I also think it's good for her because she needs to hear that. Like she needs to get knocked down a few pegs few more slushies her in her place for sure. Um, um, yes. But did you like Rachel's reindeer sweater? 
I didn't even notice it. <laughs> there you go. Put that on the socials. <laughs> she has a sweater with two reindeer, and they're like, <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah. Nope. Didn't even notice it. <laughs> and then puck, puck, and then Finn finally makes good with his promise of running lines with Rachel. Oh god. And she goes, "I'm sleeping with him." And Finn goes, "So am I." <laughs> and he's like, "This play's kind of weird." <laughs> Right, she's like that's 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 Sandy's Sandy's favorite line. (laughs) Of course it is. Um, And then she goes, "You should join the musical. You should join cabaret." And he was like, "I can't quit the Glee Club." And she's like, "You can do both." And I'm like, "Why aren't you doing both then?" (laughs) I also like that when what is Finn says something. He says something like that kind of gets to what you just said, and she's like, "Elope," (laughs) like. He's like, what? Like, he's like, what should we do? And she's like, elope? oh, he's like, he's like, I've got a plan. Yes. Elope. <laughs> and he's like, like, no, Ooh. let's go bowling. <laughs> right. Same difference, honestly. And uh, April and Will walk in and we find out that April is now doing the female lead to Don't Stop Believing. Uh-huh. And Rachel's like, that's my part. Oh, yes. And he's like, yeah, well, you're not in Glee Club anymore. And it's just like it's such just like snobby, like. Like he just like I don't, I will just wants to rub her face in it because obviously he wants her back, but he's right. just like sorry Rachel, safe as a seat in the front row. And Rachel's like she's like fifty, and yeah. April says talent doesn't age, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I believe Kurt is Ralphing everywhere. Yes, Kurt is Ralphing everywhere, <laughs> and uh, I love. Well, did you his hear what? Little, yes, his little. Okay. Uh, I don't even. I, I oh Bambi. What's what's the whole thing? Well, Emma stops him and goes, um, Kurt, I know my solvents and you your breath smells like rubbing alcohol because, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, of her mental illness. And Kurt goes, Bambi, I was so sad when the hunter shot your mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? OK, Kurt. And then, you know, uh, Ralph's as uh, Emma says, uh, which is why I've said Ralph's four times now. Um well, it reminds me of my favorite little sketch show, Publicity, from the Kroll show, where she goes, are you, pre-? she goes, is it swimsuit season? Because you just ralphed, making a bulimia joke. Oh, no? hilarious. Yeah. Uh, that used to be fun. Uh, <laughs> and then she tells Will, and she's like, I know he didn't get it with a fake ID. It must be April, because he looks like an 11-year-old milkmaid. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that she comes in. She goes, I just had to go. I just came from the hospital where I had four decontamination showers. They call that the full Silkwood. I, I don't even know that. what the Silkwood is, no but idea. it no. sounds great. She goes, we have to give these kids opportunities for growth and you need to stop with this April bullshit. Like oh, yes. actually let your kids do what they need to do. And he's like, and she's going to teach them things. Yeah. And she's like, think about why you're really doing this because it seems a little selfish. And my question for you is, do you think April, do you think Emma's a little jealous of April? I think Emma's a lot jealous of April, but I think she's got her heart in the right place in terms of she knows her role at the school. And I think she knows Will's role, which is why she likes him. Um, and that he mm-hmm. kind of usually has their best interest at heart. And um, April, you know, eventually learns that story too. Um, but I think, yeah, I think she's trying to get him to get his head out of his ass. But at the same time, she's trying to get his head into her ass. april walks in on rachel crying in the bathroom april's like oh honey you know what's wrong and rachel's like it's just the difficult road i took to be a star right and i love that april then goes uh you got a nyquil i could use a (laughs) pick-me-up and that's actually me right now every day i swear i'm like oh i left my excedrin in the car so i'm like where's the tylenol which is in my backpack for some reason and then let me grab my coffee let's get crazy (laughs) And you know, April's like, I just really want Finn. And oh, she says, yeah. I got me, I got me eyes on him. <laughs> yeah, and Rachel's, Rachel's like, like uh, oh, he's mine. But and she he has a girlfriend. Yeah, she's like, and he has a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's implied. And she was like, and she was like, I know that you screw up your life, but you don't have to go screwing up everyone else's. And I was like, oh shit, Rachel. <laughs> And I think this is the moment that it became apparent to me that April might have peaked in high school. Oh, yeah. That was literally, I think, the first thing I wrote down. I wrote down down, uh, verbatim. uh, Drunk, squatter, peaked. (laughs) And then we go to the bowling alley. Yes. And my favorite um, 
you know, it it's was aware before it was aware. Um, it aged super well. 11 years later, here we are with COVID-19. And Rachel says, do I have to put my fingers in the holes? Couldn't there be diseases in there? I love putting my fingers in the holes. Oh, um, and Finn's <laughs> like, it's half the fun, ball sharing. And I'm like, the, I, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about bowling alleys right now and like how that's happening. Oh, they're already disgusting enough with that smoke and like smoke. Just, oh my God. Yeah. Bowling alleys used to be like the smoke filled places. There's, there's like a few now. Okay. In the Midwest a few <laughs> now that are completely like smoke free and like, you know, but like for the most part, they're all pretty old and they all have that stench in North Carolina. It is illegal to smoke in a bowling alley. Okay. It's illegal here, but it's been illegal for like, four years and it's been open for like 40 my entire life it smells oh that's not true um but also it was weird he like gave her the pink ball because pink's her favorite color and i'm like yeah that's what you Uh, do in bowling you decide what ball you'll have by the color not the weight (laughs) that's what i did come on you're supposed to choose the right weight that's why there's a number on it i mean yeah but the weight could be different colors oh my god but it was kind of cute it's like he recognizes that you know, it's a major eye roll dumb move because it's like a pink. No, no shit. That's her favorite color. You know. Also, how do you get to being 16 and you've never bowled before? She's got two gay dads, man. Let it go. Um, <laughs> And you don't know which one it is. <laughs> that's true. And then we pan over to all of a sudden April and Will are also there. <laughs> yeah. And April's killing it while Rachel is not killing it. And... <laughs> And Will goes, you see what you can do when you're uh, sober? And she goes, I'm not sober. I just took a his fist, a fistful. I just took a fistful of horse tranquilizers. Yeah. And I'm like, is she he's okay? Like, <laughs> he's like extra gullible right now. It's like he just wants her. No, he doesn't want her to succeed, but he wants like the Glee Club to succeed so much. And he wants to like fix her. Yeah. And if he can't have her, then he can like give her something. Well, it's because she goes, you know what, Will? At this moment, I'm back on the wagon. And then he says what his biggest uh, regret is. Um, yes. And then he says the most audacious thing in the world, which is my biggest regret, which is like this huge, like platform that you stand on. And like, it becomes your Twitter bio at some point, you know, it becomes a post on a post on Facebook, which you want everybody to (laughs) him and haw about and then pretend to care about you and then retweet and blah, blah, blah. It's your, it's your Instagram post of the day so that you can get some much needed love because woe is you. And he says, my biggest regret, which my God, it better be good, is I didn't sing with you when I had the chance. And like, she's what? the reason for Glee Club. Like, she's what? the reason he joined Glee Club. Stop it. Shut up, Mr. Schuster. Like, you little, I don't know, bitch. Like, well, what are you doing? He's a and, simp. He's a simp for her. My God. And she's like, you want it? Come get it. <laughs> and they go and have our third duet at a karaoke inside of a bowling alley. That's also doing bingo when it's supposed to be bingo night. And he's like, April, come on. And not he, but the bowling alley, like let's pretend the bowling alley manager is like, April, you know, this it's, it's, it's not karaoke night. Cause she must be the one who's like always like uh-huh. you know, the closing act at karaoke night. But instead he's like, you know, it's bingo night. Come on. It's your favorite. You're here all the time. And they sing Alone. Yes, by heart. Uh, um, such which, a good song. Very good song. And I think that they, again, again, proves that she can kind of sing anything. And uh, Will, I think, does a good job playing like backup vocals here. And he's like, the only way to get better is to sing with someone better than you. I was like, am I watching like a Disney Channel original movie? That's what it felt. Like. <gasps> well, and I also think he does a good job during it of uh, hitting the harmonies. You know, like she, he's letting her take the reins, but like he does the good harmonies, you know, back to Rachel and Finn uh, bowling. <laughs> God darn it. And like she gets a strike and good for her. She can bowl again. And then and she that's when it happens, kisses the ball and then kisses him. Oh, boy. And I and I literally typed down hello using her. Because he like does that face again and he like clearly wants it and she wants it too. And then he's like, let's, I don't know. I, will you come back to Glee Club now? <laughs> like, I like, come on. I gave you what you wanted. 
And she was like, I'll quit the play and come back. Like, right. no questions yeah. asked. She's like, okay. <laughs> She's been struggling this whole time. You know, she needs to be in charge. She needs to have the lead. She needs the, the glory, the fame, the interviews. None of that was Glee Cup. And now she needs it back. Because really, she needs the D. And then we get to this little, like, choir gossip scene where they're all huddled yes. around the piano. Kurt yes, and yes, yes, Mercedes yes. are like, what's going on? You know, why is, <sighs> does she have lactose intolerance? <laughs> yeah. And Puck's like, and I bet y'all thought Bert and Ernie were just roommates. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gullible bitches. Um, and he's like, she's preggers. And they're all like, who's the baby daddy? And, like, I don't think I would have asked that. I would have just yeah. assumed that it was Finn's. Right. It's like, it's like they know that the president of the celibacy club gets around or at least they just assume that being in the glee club versus her being a cheerleader right. and like the social uh class happening there um and puck's like yeah you know finn <laughs> not me and then cool. rachel storms in and goes i've returned to everyone and nobody gives a fuck <laughs> right and they're like what and and this is when kurt does the whole like uh we were just rocked by our first scandal because, you know, that's all he's ever wanted was a scandal in Glee Club. Absolutely. He's been he's been blogging about it for years, waiting for the moment. And then Rachel finds out that Quinn is pregnant with Finn's baby and she storms out again. Ugh, she storms out for the 10 millionth time. And it's like, we don't care anymore if you are in this club or if you are not in this club. We know we need you, but you got to stop doing that. And then Finn chases after her into the hallway and he's like, what's wrong? And first thing she does slaps the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. He needs that. And we see that he had just dropped off the scholarship. He's like, Oh, I did it. I got Rachel back in the glee club. Here's my scholarship right. application. I'm winning. She's like, you weren't up front with me. And I, <laughs> again, I, he's like, I, I, yes, I was really playing you this entire time. You have every right to be mad at me. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't lie to you. I just didn't tell you everything that I thought I was going. I'm Finn and I'm a dumb dumb. And then Rachel turns and she sees Sue's taking down a Glee invitational poster. Rachel goes up to Sue and says, I need to be back in the musical, and uh, but we need to fix some things, a.k.a. Sandy's got to go. And Sue says, when I found out that Sandy was going to write in himself as Queen Cleopatra, I was first aroused and then furious. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, speaking of being furious, you're going to be furious now. We're taking a break, baby. Oh. back in the choir room warm-ups for the invitational are happening the house is packed for Mm -hmm. the most hated club in school this is what i was a little confused about is it just the glee club is like the is the band there like is there other people performing i don't know i mean the poster just said new directions invitational so like i could see maybe like a few people from carmel going to like what like scope out the competition yeah like five people and I could see the kids parents be there and the teachers. If it's an invitational, then I wonder if maybe they invited some people from around to perform. No, cause you wouldn't want them to be there. I don't know. I, well, I was just confused by, they were like, they literally do. And again, fast forward a little bit. They literally do one number, right? Oh yeah. And eventually they're like, Oh, the, the back half of the show. That's I'm just like, glee for you. <laughs> That's right? just like the show. <laughs> huge performances. Like, come on. That's literally 10 minutes, right? Right. So I I don't know. It's just anticipation the whole time. I, I, I'm just, just confused kind of why the house is packed. <laughs> well, right. That's why I kind of go back to for a team or a, a crew that's, you know, finally full. But like, are, are they popular because there's popular kids? What's the deal? Right. And I think... Um, that could be it. It could be like, oh, let's all go support Santana and Brittany because they're performing, you know, whatever. But then Rachel, I keep calling her Rachel. April comes storming in <laughs> to the choir room, not matching uh, try, anyone. And try stumbling because <laughs> she's drunk yet again. 
back off the wagon, <laughs> comes in there, goes up to Kurt, goes honk, <laughs> and then goes straight up to Puck <laughs> and starts making out with him. Love that for Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> and then I wrote down, Emma said, Will, you're trash. Because she really did. She called him out to the hallway. And she was like, you lied. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. April almost just hit me with her car in the parking lot. She's drunk as shit. You're a shitty person. <laughs> I Dishonor on your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Will's like, I need her for the performance. <laughs> the kids yeah, need like, her. Like, like shh, it's fine. And then we get Kristen Chenoweth singing Carrie Underwood. And were you okay with this? Cause I loved every minute of it. <laughs> I, I mean, it was fine. I mean, let's be real. Carrie Underwood can sing. Yes. And to have somebody who can also sing cover your song, I think is one of those like honors right above all honors. And I don't know that I would necessarily say one does it better than the other because like, this is like, so Carrie's wheelhouse and like, right. the perfect song for her. And, you know, like I'm picturing back to her, like on American Idol. And I'm like, had this not have been her song. And then she picked this song and then she killed this song. Right. It's like, it's just so perfect that like, duh, right. it's her song. And I think Kristen Chenoweth blows it away. Yeah. Like, Kristen Chenoweth kind of adds her own like Broadway flair to it. Right. But it's yes. still kind of country. Um, and I did write down, this is two things. Number one, the, the best performance the Glee Club has done. So sure. Thank you. Because they're not doing anything. (laughs) They're just dancing, but their dancing got better too. I mean, I mean, Finn's is still bad, but the rest of them look pretty good. (laughs) It almost just feels like there's a lot of bodies on stage and not a lot of them know, like have much of a role. Right. Which I think is the point. Like there's one star here and we're all just backing her up. Well, did you notice in this parts where she's like, goes up to each boy and she's like kind of flirting with them a little bit, like being all goofy. And then Artie right. comes at her and she starts running away. <laughs> yeah. And if I didn't say it, a uh, last name is the song that is the Carrie Underwood song that yes. um, she's performing. And um, in this case, not a duet. So it's the first kind of solo act of the, which again, I think is important. I think that's, I think that's very specifically chosen and maybe that's why they're all duets is to show here that she is like literally the solo performer nobody else is hardly really doing anything yeah they only sing at the chorus nothing else right i think that's what kind of shows to will that like oh you're right like no one really is getting much out of this and like of course she can sing that's why i picked her but is it really like a little too far you know do i actually need her even though people loved it. Right. That place lit up. Standing ovation. Standing O, man. And like, and the whole squad is so excited about it. They're like, we got a standing O. And we find out Rachel is in the crowd. She's watching. She's, Uh you know, seeing how good she is. And we cut to, you know, April was just in the bathroom. Will's been waiting for her outside the hall in the hallway. Right. Typical glory days, you know. And, she even says herself, she's like, I didn't belong up there. And you can kind of see it on her face when she's on the stage. Yeah. She's like having a good time. But then when it's done, she's like, that was not, that was right. not it. That's not the praise I want. Right. The praise I want is on the Broadway. On the Broadway. And, she and was, then he says something else. He's like, or you can make it in Benson. Is that what he says? Benson. Or you could always, there's always Branson. And I'm like, what the fuck Branson. is Branson? I have no idea. Live on air, uh, Google Branson is the Broadway of the South. It is in Missouri and it's 76 country Boulevard famously lined with theaters, which once hosted mostly country music, but today's presence diverse entertainment. Hey, so when you guys, you listeners are ever on a, uh, like, let's call it like a, like a millionaire show or like a, you know, quiz bowl, Whatever it might be, Jeopardy someday maybe uh, somehow because that show is going to be on the air forevermore. Oh, um, you can thank us and then give us some of your earnings because you wouldn't have known what Branson was unless you listened to the show. They're doing a quick costume change. They realize where the fuck is April? <laughs> and Kurt does say he's like, "You were right, Mister Shoe. She would massacre Mariah and a diva off." And I was like, <laughs> um, "Would she?" Because like. And you were right, Mr. Shu. That was the conversation those two had. <laughs> There's a difference between like sing offs. Like I would say that Kristen Chenoweth could sing off, you know, could sing better yeah. than Mariah Carey. But when it comes to yeah. a diva off, 
<laughs> we all saw Mariah Carey's New Year's Eve performance, right? Uh, but he says, he's like, you know, Glee is for you guys. You know, this is not about her. Rachel's back for the 10 millionth time. She's like, guys, but don't worry. I'm here and I can sing the lead on this next song. Well, I think she does it in like a sweet way. She was like, when the star can't perform, the understudy comes on. And I know that well, I need sure. a friend better more than I need to be a star. Like, she, yes, she's not yes. a full cunt she finally, about it. <laughs> she finally, <laughs> she finally sees her. I, she finally gets a little. Uh, what's that word? Humble what's pie. Word? Just desserts. Humble pie. Absolutely. She finally has a little humility, and with that, I think that will help her in future episodes. Not to get into my predictions, but I think that will help her in future episodes with people being like, okay, like now she's back and maybe she's more invested because she knows that people are better than her, but does she want to put in the effort to get better than them? Then we get to the final performance and uh, Finn starts the song. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so like, uh, this is when I, you can really tell the auto tune. I, I please go rewatch this piece and just like, cringe i really um, don't notice the auto-tune of it oh my god it's so bad he's such a bad singer like please just open your eye open your ears and recognize this but um, they are singing somebody to love by queen i was and, like please don't get that wrong <laughs> no and uh i mean it's a it's a solid performance i think right? it was good like, and i think rachel comes in swinging yeah, she's like she's i'm fine. back bitches <laughs> I only think she's fine because you get the real rock star. Ah, uh, Mercedes and the, doing her park and bark. Oh my God. Boy, does she find her spot on that stage and just light it up. Well, and I did ask the question because this is like a very romantic song between Finn and Rachel. And I'm like, was Quinn not concerned? Was she not on stage? Like, why are you on him? Like, why are you doing this onto, onto my uh, man? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's romantic. I mean, you're just the whole time just like yelling to the ethers, find me somebody to love. Are they yelling it to each other? I don't know. Well, they're like, they're only ever looking at each other and they're like dancing together, even though Finn still can't really dance. But like, that's like, do anything. You see her like moving around and Finn's, Finn's just like, <clears throat> I'm like, can you stop? So <laughs> the episode has now ended. And my question to you, Zach, uh-huh. is of there's a lot of songs in this one. Like the last episode I said, literally, I think had two songs. This one had lots of them. What uh, was your favorite? Oh boy. Um, my favorite would have to be, I think it's uh, I think it's maybe this time only because I wanted, I love to hear the pipes. I like to hear, uh, Kristen Chenoweth really like being like, yeah, I'm guest starring for a reason. And I'm not Josh Groban mm-hmm. because he guest starred and didn't even sing, Correct. which is like a ridiculous like oversight or probably something that he was going to charge more for. And um, plus you got a little sprinkling of um, Rachel in there too. I will also say that's my favorite song, which I think I've, you know, made it pretty clear throughout the entire episode, but that is my favorite song of the episode. And I don't want to spoil. Let me know if you think this is too much of a spoiler. Can I tell you one other guest star that comes at some point in the show? I won't tell you who they are. I won't tell you like who the character is, but I'll just tell you we get to see the other wicked. Oh, Idina Idina Menzel. I think I've, I've seen that uh, trailer or something at some point in my, yeah. So we get both wicked girls, both wicked gals. I'm also, I forgot to say this. I, I forgot that in that last performance, Finn reminds, do you you ever, you ever see who uh, YouTuber extraordinaire Phil DeFranco is? I do know who Phil DeFranco is. My God, it's it's Finn. <laughs> Literally, that is Finn. Uh, the whole time I was like, oh, man, that's Phil DeFranco. On <laughs> um, yeah. And so, the next episode is titled Vitamin D. Oh, boy. Yeah. So just like your well, deficiency, what is this episode about? What are your predictions? My predictions are that somebody is going to get some vitamin D oh. and no longer be so deficient. If you know what I mean, ah. um, who that somebody is, uh, we'll tune in next week. But at the same time, I'm going to guess, I think ugh, these eyes have been happening. Things are moving fast on this show. Now. I don't think we're going to go down the Kurt rabbit hole anymore for a minute. So with that being said, I think it's going to be Rachel. I think she needs to get some vitamin D and maybe that will loosen her up 
in more ways than one. <laughs> um, aside from that, uh, <laughs> I think that Terry is going to sink her claws a little further into Quinn. Eat some more pie. Yeah, have, yeah, maybe she'll bring some pie to Finn and I don't know. And somehow just check in on that situation. Um, I think Sue really didn't have much of a role this episode because we had to spend some time with Kristen Chenoweth. So I think Sue will have a much bigger arc next episode and whatever her new thing is because the uh, the cabaret did not take off like she expected. Mm-hmm. But I think it's time for her to check in with her cheerleaders to see if they're on board or if they are on Glee Club because that's what they seem to be right now. I think, you know what, we're just going to have to wait until next week to find out. Um, I will say your last predictions were pretty spot on though. So, you know, we'll see what, we'll, uh, see what happens. I've got a crystal ball baby and Ryan Murphy's not a great <laughs> Speaking of that, did you see the <laughs> meme that was going around, which like 2020 is like a Ryan Murphy show starts out really good oh and ended God. up really bad. <laughs> Thank you. While you're at it, don't forget to give us a lovely five stars. Um, uh-huh, if any of you sent uh-huh. Zach hate mail, please continue to do so. Um, <laughs> Five stars or five Kristen Chenoweth breaks the glass notes. And if you're wondering what to do in your meantime, what you're waiting for next week's episode to come back, just keep watching. Maybe this time with Kristen Chenoweth. Once again, we've come to the end of our podcast. I would like to say thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Oh, no, no, no. We will glee you next time. Ew, bye.